Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and thank you for being with us today. You're listening to An Artist Speaks presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. You can visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions, and our blog as well. Today, our guest is Emily Lane. Emily graduated from Rhode Island School of Design with a BFA in Graphic Design. Her experience working as a graphic designer has allowed her to see the empty canvas the way she views a new brochure to design. Composition, design elements, color, and overall look are important in any medium she uses. Her mixed media paintings consist of acrylics, textured papers, textured gel mediums, oils, and oil pastels. She incorporates a lot of torn paper in some of her work for added depth and gel mediums for added textures. Brush strokes and textures are very important in her work, and she likes working on different parts of the canvas to create small paintings within the big paintings. Well, good morning, Emily, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Good morning. Well, let's start off. If you would, Emily, tell our audience a little bit more about yourself. I went to Rhode Island School of Design and majored in graphic design. So for many years, I've been doing graphic design, working in design studios as well as freelance work. And all the while, always painting on the side. I did a lot of painting classes while at WISD, but uh, continued with the graphic design professionally. And now I've slowed down with the graphic design and have geared more up with the actual fine art paintings. So that's what I've been doing recently. When did you first become interested in creating art? I always loved to draw as a child, and so I was always doodling and that kind of thing. And then I started getting more serious in high school, taking classes as electives and that sort of thing. Uh, And then I decided that I really wanted to do some kind of design work professionally, so I got serious my senior year in high school and took a lot of different classes and ended up applying to different art schools and got into RISD, so that's where I decided to go. Was there a defining moment or an event when you decided that, yes, you are an artist? I can't really say that there was one specific moment per se, uh, I had always received a lot of positive reinforcements from friends and family, thinking that I, you know, had very good art skills when I was younger. And like I said, it, back in high school, I uh, just really felt like that was the direction I wanted to go in. Um, so I, I think it was more of a process, more than, you know, one defining moment. Well, let's talk about your your art. Tell the audience about the process you go through in creating your art. 
If you look at my paintings, they're full of energy. My brush strokes are very forceful. So I usually start out, I work in acrylics first because they dry fast. And I get on the painting, on the canvas, on the board, whatever I'm using, and I just go at it. And I'm very forceful and quick, and I get down kind of a fundamental painting pretty quickly, within a couple hours. And then I may start to slow down. I might try to bring in some gel mediums, which have different textures to them, and then some torn paper. And when you put this kind of thing on a board or on canvas, it takes some time to dry. So usually I'll do that and then allow it to dry overnight and then continue with the painting and then sometimes I'll just let it dry and kind of look at it for about a week and come back to it. So I, I tend to go back and forth with various paintings I'm working on at the same time. And then as I'm kind of towards the end of feeling like the piece is, is getting close to being finished, then I go back in, I stop with the acrylics, and I go back in with oils and oil pastels because they take so much longer to dry so I go back in and I, I work with the oils and just kind of bring the painting to a different depth with the oils, and that's how I end up finishing it. So it is mixed. Most of my work is mixed media with working with acrylic and oils. Um, I work in water-based oils because they're easier to clean up, and they also work well with the water-based acrylics. Well, where do you draw your inspiration from for your art? I've been doing some series, which... I think it's a good thing. It kind of gives you direction, and it kind of lets you do a bunch of paintings with one subject matter. I had been to Italy a few years ago, and so I decided to do a series from the Amalfi Coast. So I did five paintings, very large paintings, from the Amalfi Coast. I, I had inspiration from working on the paintings just from being, you know, on that trip. And then recently... I've done a lot, I have a huge underwater series uh, because I just love all the colors of the corals and everything underneath the ocean. So, and it seemed to me that my work, because I use a lot of textures and vibrant colors, would, you know, be a really good direction for me to go in to try the underwater series. So I probably have, I don't even know, maybe 20 or 25 paintings that I've pretty much focused on in the past three years my underwater series. So I do get inspirations from different subject matters. At one point, I was interested in portraits, so I was doing more people. Uh, I think I'm pretty much done with my underwater series. It's kind of time to move on. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do next. I may go back to portraits, but I do get inspiration just from looking around or being on trips. Or sometimes it's even just a photograph of something I see and think, oh, that might be an interesting series. But I am finding that for me personally, I like doing series because it allows me to kind of focus on one subject matter at a time. Well, and I want to mention to the audience that Emily was one of the winners of the April Art Competition held by Contemporary Art Gallery. And surprisingly enough, the competition was entitled Water, and so that tied right into your underwater themes, which are just beautiful. The colors are vibrant. Uh, They're very lovely pieces of art. Thank you. Well, Emily, is there an artist you believe your work is similar to? 
I've had a lot of people tell me that there there's a move there was a movement called the Fauvist movement in France, and I've had a lot of people tell me that they feel that my work is kind of similar to that. Matisse was in that movement, and Duran, and a bunch of other artists. And my my work doesn't really obviously look like Matisse, but I I think the reason why people you know feel this way is that that movement really focused more on not so much the subject matter and being realistic, but more on just forceful brush strokes, the use of color in interesting ways. So I think my work is similar in that direction as the focus, um, you know, per se, than maybe other, you know, say, impressionists or something like that. And I'm also very influenced by Elmer Bischoff, and he was, Kind of when abstract expressionism was going on in New York, he was with the movement in California with Stephen Korn and some of the other artists. And I really like his work. Again, my work is not like his work, but he had a great sense of color and used it in very interesting ways. And so I would say that I'm definitely, you know, influenced by his work as well. Is there any anyone else who's been an influence in your life and your art life? particularly? When I first started out, I was uh, very interested in Georgia O'Keeffe. I just liked her ways of abstracting her subject matters and really just making her compositions more about color and design as opposed to what the specific subject matter was. So I found that very interesting. So, you know, early on, she definitely inspired me. Mm-hmm. You had spoken earlier about in your art process, on average from start to finish, how long does it take you to complete one of your pieces of art? It's funny. A lot of people ask me that. And, you know, it's hard to really give a specific answer because it depends on the painting. Obviously, if it's a smaller piece, then mm-hmm. I don't spend as much time on it. Uh, like I said earlier, I, I do tend to work on something, and then I may leave it for a week, two weeks, a month, and then go back to it. Um, so probably I would say the smaller pieces I might spend 10 hours, a smaller piece for me being, you know, maybe 12 inches by 12 inches. Um, some of the larger pieces, you know, my 3 by 4 feet Amalfi Coast series, gosh, you know, back and forth probably – at least probably 25 to 30 hours per painting. Um, I did a larger piece, Underwater Amazon 1 and 2, and those are very large pieces. They're 6 feet by 3 feet. And both of those were probably on and off several months. So um, I do tend to spend a fair amount of time. I'm I'm a somewhat of a slow painter, and I... Like I said, I like to just stop and put things away and bring it back out and that kind of thing. So I don't produce, you know, hundreds of paintings a year as, as some of my artist friends do. I, I tend to, to want to be more in-depth with my paintings. While we're speaking about your artwork, do you have some uh, shows or viewings uh, that you'd like to share with our audience? Sure. I've, got, I've had a pretty busy summer. I have numerous pieces hanging at 
a building, an office building in Rockville, Maryland. It's called the Rockville Innovation Center. And they have offices in the building, and they, they wanted someone to just bring up some, you know, some artwork and put it on the wall so the people working there could have access to them. So I've done that. And I've also, um, I'm in the middle of a show right now downtown in DuPont Circle at Art 17 Gallery. That show is going through August 20th. I have another one with the Women's Caucus for Art. It is at the Glenville, I'm sorry, Glenview Mansion in Rockville. And that is through September 3rd. I have a couple other pieces at the Lost Creek Winery in Leesburg. Uh, that show is through September 27th, and I have an upcoming show at the Watergate Gallery downtown starting September 7th, so I've had quite uh, quite a busy summer. Yes, you have, and I'll let the audience know that Emily is from the D.C. area, so all of these shows are in the East Maryland, East Southern Maryland area and the D.C. market area, so if you have an opportunity... Uh, this late spring and or late summer and fall, please stop in and view some of Emily's great artwork. Emily, is there a particular message that you try to convey with your art? I don't really usually have a message, um, like with my underwater series. That one, I just really wanted to convey color and brush strokes and so forth. There have been a few other times where I have kind of wanted to say something, so I, I do have a piece from the Virginia Massacre, Virginia Tech Massacre, that uh, it was a candlelight vigil, and I did do a kind of a darker piece for me in a lot of browns and siennas and that kind of thing. It's just showing the candlelight vigil of all the students coming together, and I was very moved by that. I, it was actually a, a picture I had seen in the Washington Post and decided to do a piece on that. So sometimes I do get moved by things like that. When the Deepwater Horizon event happened, I, I was very moved by that. I did a couple pieces, one with netting in it, kind of, and you know, I, I, I did like a black gel medium on the netting to kind of show all the tar and that kind of stuff. So sometimes I do feel like I want to say a message, mostly with current events, but, you know, the Underwater series and even the Amalfi Coast series, I didn't really have a specific message. I just really loved the colors and was inspired to want to just create that feeling. Well, here at Contemporary Art Gallery Online, we certainly enjoy the colors. As I said earlier, it's, the paintings are very, very bright, vibrant, and uh, just wonderful to behold. Thank you very much. Well, Emily, I think this is a good time for us to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about the pieces you entered into the art competition. Okay, sounds good. We'll let our listeners know that you can view and purchase Emily's artwork by going to contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, click on the Artist tab, and then on Emily Lane's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants today. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com and click on the membership tab and follow the prompts. If you're a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, 
please visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form. And again, to view Emily's stunning artwork, to re-listen to this interview, and of course purchase some of Emily's wonderful art, please click on the Artist tab and then on Emily's name. Well, Emily, let's talk about, uh, you'd mentioned this painting earlier, Underwater Amazon 2. I started this big, large painting at six feet wide by three feet deep. Um, I started it because a couple in New York had actually found me on my website and commissioned me to do a piece, and they liked my Underwater series. So Underwater Amazon 1 is actually a commissioned piece of that same size hanging in New York, and it was, you know, an abstract from my Underwater series, and I hate to admit it, but when I bought that canvas, for whatever reason, the company made me buy two canvases, (laughs) so... I had an extra canvas after I did the commission piece, and, you know, six feet by three feet. So I thought, well, I I really enjoyed doing the first piece, and I spent pretty much an entire summer working on it. And I thought, well, I'm going to go ahead and and make an underwater Amazon 2, and so that's what I did. And that piece actually is at one of the, uh, the art galleries, the one in DuPont Circle. It's hanging right now. Well, those are quite large, so that took several months to paint. It did, and I the, the commission piece was kind of interesting because I started it, and then usually about every two weeks I would take a picture and send it to the client, and they would see my progress. So, again, it was kind of slow going because I was actually working with a couple, and, you know, they, they pretty much let me do what I wanted to do, but, you know, they might say, well, we really like blues, or we, we're not so big on the reds, or that kind of thing, so... We did go back and forth with that pretty much for an entire summer. Um, but then the second one I did, the, the Underwater Amazon 2, which was not a commission piece. It was just one I did. That one, you know, I still spent probably at least a couple months on it because it was so large. Well, and another piece that you submitted was Under the Rainbow. Tell the audience about Under the Rainbow. That actually was the beginning of my Underwater series. That was the first one I did. I had seen a picture in a magazine of coral, and it was so beautiful, and that's actually what started the whole underwater series. So I was like, gosh, that would be such a neat thing to start to paint. And I started trying to envision, you know, when you're under the water and you're kind of looking up above to the, the surface, you get that kind of glowing, kind of interesting iridescent coloring. So I thought, I'm going to try to do a painting you know, like that, and it needs to be pretty large, so that piece is five feet high, and I really enjoyed it. I I put in all sorts of, you know, textured gels and fluorescent colors in that piece, and that's actually what inspired me to, and I just had great feedback from it, so it's what inspired me to continue with the series um, and go from there, so that actually was the first piece I did. Well, in all of your pieces, in the uh, water series that you said submitted for the art competition, one of the things that was very impressive to us is they have this three-dimensional look to it. Was that something that you were working on accomplishing with your painting? Yes, and that's one thing I did with all the different gel mediums. Of course, you can't see those when you're looking online, uh, but the gel mediums, some of them have sand in them, some of them have 
little pieces of glass. Some of them have characteristics almost like cement, so they crack. And that was uh, a really interesting thing for me to put into the paintings because if you're underwater and you're looking at all these things underwater, they all have different textures. So um, I definitely wanted to try to bring in depth, you know, in these underwater series with all the different textured gel mediums and the use of color and that type of thing. And then the third piece that you submitted was Down Under. Tell us about Down Under. Down Under was still early in the series. It was probably maybe number three that I had done. And it's it went more abstract than Under the Rainbow. I, I think when you look at Under the Rainbow, it's clear that, you know, you're down in the water and you're looking at things under the water. Um, but this other piece was more, I decided to go more abstract. And that was the first piece that I decided I really want to bring in oils because it will add a lot of depth. So that piece, although I did start with acrylic, it really did end up being pretty much more oil than anything else because the whole the whole piece is pretty much oil. And I also brought in some stamps. I, I buy stamps at local art stores, and I stamp different things onto the painting. And so that was one of the first pieces I started exploring, trying to use stamps for different patterns. Your artwork is very interesting and and quite colorful, and uh, we're just excited uh, having you on our gallery here. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, let's talk about your art philosophy. What is your art philosophy or your philosophy about art? I feel you have to do what you want to do and don't let other people tell you what you should be doing. You know, I've taken a lot of classes. I've taken, of course, being at RISD, I took, besides my graphic design classes, I took a lot of painting classes. So I have a pretty good foundation from different teachers and their philosophies, et cetera. I've also taken continuing ed classes at the Torpedo Factory in Alexandria, Virginia, and different places in Maryland. And they've all been great. But in the end, I feel that as an artist, you just need to do what you want to do, and you don't let people tell you, well, I don't like this, or I don't like that in painting, or whatever, because everyone has their own opinion, and you can kind of nod your head and go, okay, <laughs> and then you just keep going, <laughs> because, you know, in the end, art is subjective, and there are going to be some people that like things and some people that don't, and you just have to go with your heart. Well, and I'm... Notice you mentioned that you're you're always continuing uh, your art education. I've found that it's one thing, you know, artists, all artists, I think, to varying degrees have talent, but what really separates artists is the techniques and, you know, the skills that are involved in creating art. So I think that's it's an important aspect to being an artist is to develop and continue to work on the skills like any any other endeavor. Yes, I, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, I tried different things from different times. You know, Like I said, I, I tried stamping. I've tried working with gel mediums. I've tried different subject matters. I've taken various classes. And I think as an artist, you need to do that to grow. And if you look at all the classic artists from, you know, the beginning of time, 
they go through different stages. Most of their art is not the same from when they started to when they finished. I mean, Matisse is a perfect example. Everyone knows Matisse. And he's mostly well-known for his, his later work, which was all the cut paper and very vibrant, flat colors and shapes and, that, and so forth. But really, if you look at his early work, he did a lot of portraits. He did a lot of landscapes. And, you know, he grew. And same with Picasso. I mean, they had different series and different techniques. And, and I think that's what makes a mature artist is you're always trying different things. You're, you're exploring you know, maybe you're taking continuing education classes, that type of thing, to really learn more and to try different things and make your work interesting. Well, I agree also. I think, and you're correct in that you certainly look at the great artists, and for the most part, every one of them, their art at the beginning is not the same art that, you know, that they did later on in their lives, that there was always a progression going on. Yes, definitely, and I, I think that shows them growing and showing that they've changed or they've tried certain things and then they move on and they try different subject matters. And like I said, I think that's what makes a mature artist. And, you know, if you go into galleries or you go into shows, sometimes you can see someone who's maybe just started out because their, their work looks kind of immature, and I don't really know how to describe that other than it looks like they need to explore more. Or, you know, some artists, I don't think, do branch out enough and try different things and try different series. They tend to kind of stick with what they know, and I I think that's a shame. So I I definitely, you know, when I look at my work from a while ago to now, it's definitely changed, and I like to see the progression in that. Which direction do you see your artwork progressing in? That's a good question. You know, I, like I said, I've done a lot of the underwater series. I've tried a lot of the different brush strokes and torn paper and that kind of thing. I may go back to portraits and just try a kind of a slower approach with more defined brush strokes. I don't really know. It's, you know, sometimes as an artist you're, you're kind of thinking, okay, what am I going to do next and how am I going to go and what direction is it going to be in? You don't really know until you start something, and sometimes you may start a painting and go, eh, I don't like this, you know. So then you stop, and you might go into another direction. So I'm still, I'm kind of ending my underwater series. I'm still not quite sure what I want to do, although I'm thinking of going back into my Amalfi Coast series and doing some more architectural kind of paintings. So I'm not really sure right now, but... Whatever it is, it'll probably morph into something different, I hope, than, <clears throat> excuse me, than the Underwater series, because I think it would be interesting to do that. Well, I know we'll certainly be looking forward to, to seeing your career as it progresses. Well, thank you. We're getting near the end of the show, Emily, and there's always a question I like to ask all of the artists that come on the show, and that is, what advice? do you have or would you give to someone that's relatively new and getting into the art business as a painter or photographer? Probably the best piece of advice I can give is not to give up. Sometimes, you know, the art world is pretty cutthroat. You know, you try so hard and maybe you're trying to get into a specific show and you don't get in and you're so, you know, upset and disappointed and, you know, I've done that a lot. <laughs> You're trying to get into a show and then you get the reject letter 
or these days the reject email, and you just, you know, your heart kind of sinks, and you go, oh, my gosh, I thought I was going to get into that one, you know, and you don't. So um, there are going to be a lot of ups and downs, but you just have to believe in yourself and keep going. And then you'll be, you know, pleasantly surprised when you get into other shows that perhaps you didn't think you were going to get into. So, you know, it's it's hard. And, you know, sometimes you you think someone's going to buy a piece and then at the, you know, the last minute they decide they don't want it. So that's hard. It's it's kind of an up and down profession. And I think most people maybe don't realize that when they first go into it. So, you know, my advice would be don't give up. You just have to keep moving forward and believing in yourself and not letting people orchestrate what you should and shouldn't do. I think you, you need to just follow your heart and do the kind of artwork that you want to do and, you know, let it go from there. Well, I agree, and I think that's great advice uh, for anyone, you know, persistency and staying with it. Uh, you're not going to please everyone, and the key is to be true to yourself and that will shine through in your art. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned uh, earlier, and uh, now we're toward the end of the show, uh, you do have a website. Would you like to share that with uh, the audience? Sure. It's emilylanepaintings.com. Well, that's great. And we certainly look forward to having more of your paintings on our gallery. Well, thank you very much for the interview. I appreciate it. Well, and Emily, thank you for joining us this morning. I certainly enjoyed speaking with you. Okay, thank you very much. I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And again, to view Emily Lane's stunning artwork, to re-listen to this interview, and of course purchase some of Emily's wonderful art, please click on the Artist tab and then on Emily Lane's name. I would like to inform everyone that Contemporary Art Gallery Online has a monthly art competition. To compete, go to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Art Competition tab. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Membership tab and follow the prompt. If you're a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form. An Artist Speaks is currently airing every other Saturday, so we'll meet again in two weeks. Thank you for joining us today, and have a great rest of your weekend.